Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Joseph went out to check on his brothers. His father sent him out to check on his brothers. And he was wearing that coat that his father had given him. And that made the brothers saw him coming and they despised him and they said, look, this dreamer's coming. Or the, that's the new King James. The, the King James version says, behold, the dreamer cometh. So they sold him into slavery. Now, here he is in Egypt. He's a slave. But he's an energetic young man. He's smart. And it's not very long before he is in charge of the household, whole household, all the slaves and everybody underneath Potiphar. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Tomorrow is the last day. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen as he talks about Live the Dream. Turn to Genesis 37. Genesis 37. It's important to know that all of us should have a dream on the inside of us that moves us to success. We were created to achieve. John A. Appleman said, I've heard it said that the first ingredient of success is the dream. The dream. Everybody found Genesis 37, 5? One night Joseph had a dream. And when he had told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We're out in the fields tying up bundles of grain and selling my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before me. His brother responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. And the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream. And again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I had another dream. He said, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father pondered or wondered what the dreams meant. Actually, uh, they would. When he asked, will your mother and I and your brothers bow down? They would actually go one day and they would actually bow to Joseph. The King James Version of verse 5 says, Joseph dreamed a dream. As we look at Joseph's life, we can begin to get a, a, a real significance of the different phases of this man's life. Joseph dreamed a dream. Joseph was a dreamer. 
But that's not all there is about Joseph's life. In verse 2 of this chapter, Joseph went and tattled on his brothers. Verses 3 and 4, we find that Joseph was his father's favorite. And uh, of course, he made the best of this. Joseph had these dreams when he was about 16 or 17 years old, cocky teenager. And of course, he played it to the hilt, you so to speak. You know, how many of you have siblings? How many of you know that the older ones don't like to bow down to the younger ones? Well, that's what was going on here. This young punk kid was telling all the rest of them, hey, you're going to serve me. You're going to bow down to me. Wasn't going over very well. He repeatedly talked about these dreams. Got himself in trouble. Caused his brothers to even hate him all the more. In Genesis 37, 12, we find that <clears throat> the brothers had to go out and to the fields to take care of the sheep and so forth, livestock. Joseph didn't have to go. Evidently, he was the pampered one. He didn't have to work very much. Of course, this went over really really, really well with big brothers. He had 11 of them. They hated Joseph so much they wanted to kill him. But instead, they sold him into slavery. In the 19th verse, Joseph went out to check on his brothers. His father sent him out to check on his brothers. And he was wearing that coat that his father had given him. And that made the brothers saw him coming and they despised him and they said, look, this dreamer's coming. Or the, that's the new King James. The, the King James version says, Behold, the dreamer cometh. So they sold him into slavery. Now, here he is in Egypt. He's a slave, but he's an energetic young man. He's smart. And it's not very long before he is in charge of the household, whole household, all the slaves and everybody underneath Potiphar. 
Then he gets accused of misconduct with Potiphar's wife. And into prison he goes. Finds himself in prison. Ferrell's butler and cupbearer there. It wasn't very long. I mean, he, he got in jail. It wasn't very long and he was the top, he, he, he was top dog in the prison. I mean, he was running the prison, prison underneath the jailer. He was interpreting dreams for everybody. And they said they wouldn't forget him, but they did. But finally, the cupbearer remembered after two years. And Joseph went to interpret Pharaoh's dream. Now he was no longer a teenager. He was no longer a 16 or 17 year old. He's 30 years old. And now he interprets the dream of the ruler of the country. As we look at Joseph, let's look at some things. God gave a dream to somebody who wasn't perfect, somebody who didn't have it all together. And certainly somebody that wasn't mature. Joseph's dream wasn't received very well by those around him. And your dream may also create a violent reaction when you tell your friends, your family about it. It looked like Joseph's dream would never come to pass. Hated by his family, sold into slavery, false accusations, many years in prison, forsaken and forgotten. The dream has not come to pass. But it's not forgotten. Joseph still remembers his dream. If you're going to accomplish in life, no matter what happens or what comes or what goes or what doesn't come or what doesn't go, you must keep your dream alive. <clears throat> Joseph's dream didn't come to pass for many years. In fact, somewhere around 13 years before his dream began to come into fruition. But the magnitude of that dream was incredible when it did come to pass. Far beyond what human reasoning could come up with. Because the dream that this young man had was what kept the Israelites alive. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the five CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, How to Possess the Land. Also in this month's offer is Ken Hagen's slimline book, How to Make the Dream God Gave You Come True. All this for a special low price of $29.95. That's an $11 savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I want to take for just a moment and thank you because it's because of you that partner with us that we're able to do ministry all over the world. I mean, the telecast, our, our, our CDs, our, our DVDs, our yes. books, yes. millions of copies of books go all over the world. Uh, 213 Bible colleges in 49 yes. nations. And it, it, it is you guys, you partners that are helping us to do this. Somebody might say, well, what is a partner? Well, a partner is somebody that prays for us and then sends in an offering. I mean, you know, whatever you can afford. Yes. Whether if it be large it or in, small. If everybody, large, small, medium size, if everybody does what they can and when it comes here, we're able to get win more people for God. That's We're right. able to tell more people about Jesus Christ. And I just want to thank you for being a partner with us and helping us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, Ken Hagen wraps up his life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.